It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com or call into the show 405-362-7128. Leave a voicemail with anything you want to talk about. On today's show, we're going to talk about Billy Donovan getting his contract details out in the open, an updated coaching big board who I want to see the Thunder hire, take your Twitter questions, and do some Reddit fake trades. I want to dive in to some of these fake trades. Next week on the podcast, your only daily Thunder podcast, we're going to dive more into the NBA draft, and hopefully we'll have... Something to talk about involving the head coach of the Thunder. I mentioned yesterday that I think that the timeline should be around September 28th once that pre-draft process starts for the NBA. That should be around when you expect the Thunder team head coach because you just want a head coach moving into the pre-draft process, but that's not confirmed or anything. It's just how you can kind of try to navigate these waters. So we'll talk about the coaching search. We'll talk about the draft all next week. But on today's show, again, Billy Donovan, Updated coaching big board, Twitter questions, and Reddit fake trades. We start with Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan agreed to be the next coach of the Chicago Bulls. I talked all about that a couple of days ago when it first happened. And now we have the contract details of Donovan going to Chicago. The details are four years, $24 million, upwards of $24 million. And to put that into perspective for you and to tie it into what I talked about a couple of days ago, this was never Billy Donovan versus Oklahoma City. This was never Billy Donovan choosing the Bulls over the Thunder. It was a mutual decision to not return. Sam Presti and the Thunder organization played a part in that. In fact, I would argue they played the biggest part in that. Heading into the bubble, okay? You head into the bubble and you see Brad Stevens get a contract ex- extension the Pacers coach got a contract extension, although he got fired right after the bubble anyway. But still, you, you saw a lot of extensions get done right before they head back to Orlando. And at that time, Sam Presti was offering Billy Donovan, who many thought could win Coach of the Year, who Sam Presti said should have won Coach of the Year. You offer him a two-year deal. Heading into an offseason with such uncertainty, heading into an offseason in which Billy Donovan is, is not under contract, so he's a free agent, and he can go wherever he wants to go, and he's never going to have the leverage he has right now. His stock will never be higher from an NBA standpoint than it is right now. You looked him in the face and offered him two years. 
That was your big push to get Billy Donovan back. I've said since Jump Street, since that two-year offer was put out into the universe, I've said on this podcast over and over and over again, that was not a legitimate offer. That was Sam Presti playing the game. That was Sam Presti being able to say, look, I offered him a contract, he didn't take it, I thought it was best, we just parted ways. You knew the second you you slid across the desk a paper with two years on it, you knew Donovan was not going to accept that. You, you just knew it. So it was not a legitimate offer. Oklahoma City did not want Billy Donovan back. And there are, there are also reasons why Billy Donovan did not want to return to Oklahoma City, and that's what made it a mutual parting. And the only thing I take from this, well, two things. The first thing I take is obviously the two-year contract extension that was offered was just a load of crap from Sam Presti. The second thing is, at that price point, even with the factors of, you know, third and coach of the year, co-coach of the year voted on by the coaches themselves, but the media put him at third, even with all those qualifiers, even with me saying that his, his, his value will never be higher, at $24 million, upwards of $24 million, Billy Donovan, had some other suitors out there. Someone was making a legitimate push at Billy Donovan that was not the Bulls. And the Bulls upped the ante, and the Bulls got him. That's very comparable to the deal he signed fresh out of college, fresh off of his amazing Florida tenure to Oklahoma City. At $24 million plus, there was someone else in the mix for Billy Donovan. Will we ever find out who it is? Of course not, because every time you hire a coach, that was the only coach you ever looked at. It was the only coach you ever wanted. So we're never going to find out who that other team was. But $24 million on the open market for Billy Donovan tells me there was someone breathing down the Bulls' necks and the Bulls wanted to get him that bad. So I did want to talk about my updated coaching big board. It hasn't really changed a lot, but I understand that this is a daily podcast and a lot of you can't listen every day. And for those of you that do, uh, some of this stuff is repetitive and I understand that. But again, there's a big section that cannot listen every day because it does become too much content almost, but I'm proud and happy to provide it for you. So I did want to reiterate for those of you that might have missed it, uh, who I would like as the head coach, because every time we talk about this uh, topic of Billy Donovan, uh, maybe you don't have the time or don't want to go back and listen to previous episodes. So my big board is simple. And I'm going to do this in order of who I think is most likely to least likely, uh, not who I personally want. I'll do that at the end. Uh, Adrian Griffin's number one on my big board because I think that's most likely. I think that Adrian Griffin, the assistant coach for the Thunder at one time, was very helpful developing Jeremy Grant, was very helpful developing a lot of Thunder players. Then he went on to be the Raptors assistant coach. He has a good rapport with the organization. He's going to be a head coach at some point. That's someone I think Sam Presti trusts. And I want to touch on one more point uh, about people kind of freaking out after that $24 million deal got thrown around, uh, asking, uh, is Oklahoma City going to pay, pay less for their next head coach? Is it going to be a lot less? Uh, are they going to pay nothing for the next head coach? Yes. Maybe. No. I don't know what they're going to do. And frankly, I don't care what they pay their head coach. The coach's contract means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. The coaching contract that Oklahoma City hands out says more about the hire and more about the coach itself than it does the pocketbooks of this organization. If they don't want to shell out $24 million, that means that they feel confident in going for uh, an unproven coach that they have faith in, which is the direction we all knew they were going to go in. So I don't care if they if they pay the next coach $50 million 
Or if they pay the next coach $10 million. Or if they pay the next coach $100,000. I don't care. And, and this is the only time I use this expression. Uh, it's not my money. I don't care what they pay the next coach. Now, it's also not my money whenever they pay a player, but a player directly impacts the team, and it goes against your salary cap, and it really hamstrings what you can do with your team building. That I care more about. I care a lot more about. Is is Oklahoma City going to pay their next coach a lot of money? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Who cares? Again, the price tag says more about the coach and how in demand he or she is than it does the owner's pocketbook. That's just the bottom line. If Billy Donovan didn't have three suitors at least, because we heard that the Bulls were in the mix, we heard that the the Sixers were in the mix, we heard that the Pacers were in the mix, if he didn't have three people vying for his job and vying for his service, he wouldn't have commanded $24 million. So if you go hire someone like Adrian Griffin, who might not have the the job offers right now, People can, people can look at him and say, yeah, you know, he's going to be a coach one day, but not for us, not this time. His price tag goes further and further and further down. The difference between retaining Billy Donovan was not the price tag. Again, this organization did not want Billy Donovan to be their coach anymore. So I don't care if they pay their next coach $24 million, $2 million, or just give them a box of belt bars and tell them to go coach the team. I don't care what they do with the next head coach in terms of his contract salary. I care about the years. I care about who the coach is. And so my number one, to be more more realistic, would be Adrian Griffin. I think that that's the most realistic option that you can think of right now, of names that we've heard of. Um, and I would put number two as the second most realistic is someone wild, just a wild name who has never been rumored for any head coaching job before. And all of a sudden, Sam Presti is going to hire him. That would be so Sam Presti. But my top pick would be Becky Hammond or Jerry Stackhouse. Kind of 1A, 1B. Becky Hammond comes from that Spurs organization directly under Popovich, understands the culture in San Antonio, would bring that to Oklahoma City. Sam Presti loves San Antonio. Sam Presti values San Antonio. Sam Presti thinks that San Antonio does it the right way. That's a pairing that could work. And I'll let you know why Becky Hammond could be the next head coach of the Thunder after the break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So Becky Hammond to me is one of my top candidates because Becky Hammond not only comes from that Spurs coaching staff, but I think that if she got this job offer presented to her, she would jump at it. There are real reasons why this job would be beneficial to Becky Hammond and any young coach because the Thunder organization values stability. It values having the same coach for a, a strong period of time. It values giving players and coaches time to grow and develop. And as I mentioned before, even though this team is going to tank, it's not going to be embarrassing. It's not going to be what you saw in Philadelphia. This team will lose games, but they're not going to get blown out each and every night. 
you're not going to go into every single game next year whenever the year starts knowing the Thunder will lose by 20 tonight. They're going to be competitive and they're just going to lose at the end because they just do not have enough talent around them yet. But for a young head coach, that presents you the opportunity to grow and to learn and to really show off the fact that you can coach while still losing and getting a top pick and hopefully getting Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma City. And I think that any head coach will get a will get a strong leash, a long leash, I should say, uh, from Sam Presti in this organization, which Becky Hammond and any and any young coach would need. And that's why I like Jerry Stackhouse so much. And Jerry Stackhouse uh, has some more tangible evidence. Again, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Ingram. These are all guys who Chris Boucher... These are all guys, pretty much everyone on the Raptors, by the way, every young player on the Raptors, just chalk it up to, to Jerry Stackhouse because he was the Raptors G League coach and a lot of those guys came from the G League and then throwing Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Ingram from AAU and childhood and just being a mentor to them. Jerry Stackhouse has proven he can develop talent. He's proven he can coach talent. I hated the move to Vanderbilt for him at the, at the very moment that got announced, but he can really coach. I'd love to see Jerry Stackhouse in Oklahoma City and Becky Hammond and Adrian Griffin. But I'll always caution it with, it's Sam Presti. I have done a whole podcast on like 10 different names that could be in Oklahoma City. I don't think any of them will wind up on that sideline come next season wearing a Thunder polo. Well, they might go back to suits next year. I don't know. What do you think? Should, should coaches always wear polos now after we've kind of relaxed the rules in the bubble? Just go polos forever? Because I kind of like the suit. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of like the suit. Suit gives you more press flexibility if you're angry. It more so happens in college. But there's just something about watching a basketball game and seeing how silly someone looks in a sport coat and a tie while trying to yell and scream and stomp their feet. And then all of a sudden they rip off the sports coat and throw it on the bench. And you can really tell they're really getting after it. They're really coaching. You don't get that with the polo. Things change with the polo. I don't know if I like the polo. I might want to go back to the suits. They might need to go back to suits. You got watching Mike Malone in a fleece hoodie right now. Coaching the Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals with, with a fleece hoodie. I don't know. I might like the suits better. So let me know if you think coaches should wear a polo or a suit. Also, let me know your top coaching candidates for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who you would want to see in Chesapeake Energy Arena, or whatever we call it by then, because, you know, the bankruptcy and whatnot with Chesapeake, who knows, in the Thunder Arena next season. Who's going to be coaching Shea and Baisley and Dort and the Thunder. So I did want to transition into Twitter questions. You can always send in your questions at Ryland underscore styles and at LO Thunderpod on Twitter. You can email them LOThunderpod at gmail.com and you can call into the show 405-362-7128. Also, if you leave a five-star iTunes review, uh, you can also leave a question there and I'll answer it. So there's tons of ways to get involved with the show. I want you to get involved with this show. And we start with this question from Hizzling Ryan who asked, could Trey Young be the final piece for Oklahoma City to rebuild? Would he fit perfectly next to Shea? So, number one, if the Thunder ever make a big-time free agency move, 
And if there's any Hawks fans for some reason listening to the show, cover your ears. If the Thunder ever make a big time free agency move and they ever make a big splash and they ever uh, sign the big fish, it'll be Trey Young. Trey Young values the state of Oklahoma. He enjoys being an Oklahoman, even more so than Blake Griffin does. I could see at some point now, is it ever going to be in his prime? I would say no. But at some point, I could see Trey Young being a member of the Thunder. Again, in his prime, probably not. But at some point before he retires, I could see Trey Young caring and wanting to be a member of the Thunder. So, could the Thunder go after it? Look, if there's ever a free agent that the Thunder could get, it's Trey Young. So, in a couple of years when he's a free agent, maybe. That would take resigning Shea and keeping Shea in Oklahoma City as well. Uh, but maybe. Uh, can you trade for Trey Young? Look, Trey Young has already made a fuss about that Hawks organization. I mean, he's already being a prima donna with that front office. So, a couple more losing seasons. If he demands a trade, it'd be pretty nice. It'd be pretty nice to have 14 future first round picks. Pretty nice to have that at your disposal to go get a Trey Young. So could Trey Young ever be in Oklahoma City? Yes, he could. And I don't say that about pretty much any superstar. But Trey Young, yes, either via trade, if he gets so mad at the organization in Atlanta that he demands a trade and then you have the assets to get him, which is a big part of all this. You don't, you don't have to draft every single player of these 14 first-round picks. You can trade some. You're just waiting and biding time for the next disgruntled star like Anthony Davis to demand a trade or Paul George to demand a trade. Would he fit next to Shea is the more interesting question here. I've said all along, Shea's best asset is the fact you don't have to ask this question. You know someone can fit with Shea. You just have to worry about getting the best players you can. And Shea will adapt. I will say, this would be a fit for Shea that would cause him the most alteration to his game. It's great to have Lou Dort as a defender. When you have someone as bad as Trey Young, you would need Shea to understand how to utilize his length at the defensive end and really lock in almost every single defensive possession. And at times in the bubble in the postseason, he did lock in and he looked like a really good defender. But there's also times where he looks just terrible defensively. You would need Shea to take that defensive end seriously each and every time, because you know you're going to get nothing from Trey Young defensively. Now, if you have Lou Dort, who can hit threes at, you know, 32% clip, and Shea, who is a great basketball player, locked in defensively, and then Trey Young, that's a nice, that's a nice trio. That's a nice fit. Plus Darius Baisley, and maybe Cade Cunningham. That would be an awesome team. It'd be an NBA 2K team that you go make right now in NBA 2K. I'm interested in Trey Young being the final piece for Oklahoma City. All we need is to get in Trey Young's ear. One day when you see him out in Norman, just walk over to him. Trey, demand a trade. Thunder's got 14 future first round picks. Put him on your list. Put him on the rumor to woes that you want to go to Oklahoma City. And then this question also comes from Reddit because I, I left this out of the Reddit mailbag and I totally just lost it in the shuffle. And I apologize. So I'm going to throw this in right here. Uh, but this is from Spinal Tap MD. <laughs> is it time for a rebound in Oklahoma City? Clearly, they're moving on to the next phase of Thunder history. A change to the logo to something less generic would be nice. 
Totally agree. This logo was always supposed to be a placeholder, and it's lasted over a decade. I mean, uh, not good. They really desperately need a new logo. I wouldn't even mind a name change, but that's not going to happen. They're going to be the Thunder forever. I want a hashtag change because I can't stand Thunder up. That is just so unbelievably lazy. I, I, I hate it. It's so lazy from a marketing standpoint. And I would love a logo change. Those are my big two. I think you've finally gotten some better jerseys this year. The simple swap of putting Oklahoma City on the homes and the Thunder on the roads look good. The, the, the different formatting of the jerseys this year look good. Your, your sunset jersey looked good. The memorial jersey looked good. I think you finally got some jersey, jerseys you like. Of course, the, the, the sunset and the, and the memorial will change every year because of the Nike contract. But I do like their base home, base road, which are called the Icon and Association. Give me a break, Nike. Call them home and road, please. Please get out of here with the association and the icon. I don't like that. But still, I like the, the jersey looks this year. I just, I'm with you. I hate the logo. So if you've seen some mock-up logos that you really, really love, send them my way at Ryland underscore styles at LOThunderPod and at gmail.com. Call in the show 405-362-7128 and answer all these questions yourself. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, get $10 off that next order. I'm here to tell you right now, Built Bars are fantastic. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My favorite of the 12 original flavors was the banana bread. That cookies and cream does sound delightful, though, so get your hands on cookies and cream and these new and improved Built Bars with a brand new recipe. Again, soft, easy to chew, 100% chocolate on the outside. It's a it's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, you will get a free cooler with every purchase. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I wanted to dive in to one fake trade from Reddit. And we'll do more this next week as we get into draft coverage. And by the way, next week, I did want to have a 
voicemail episode. I should have said this at the top of the show, but you can get a jump start in calling in 405-362-7128. So give me your questions, your takes, your comments about the draft, about the, the offseason as a whole, where you think Chris Paul will go, who the next head coach should be, everything on that voicemail line, 405-362-7128. We'll have a voicemail episode next week or the week after some sometime very, very soon, depending on how much, how many of you call in and, and when you guys call in, we can get a show put together for that. But I wanted to dive into one fake trick, and I do apologize for not having the Reddit user. I'll give you credit uh, on Monday's show, but they put in into the, into the thread I have on Reddit about fake trades. You can find it on the r slash thunder subreddit, my thread about just putting all your fake trades there that you've seen and you loved. And, and this person said, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and the Nuggets' first-round pick this year, which, of course, the Thunder own at 25, for Andrew Wiggins and the second pick. The Warriors have to use their trade exception to to get that contract for the Chris Paul and, and Dennis, uh, but they mentioned that the Warriors would never do this. I think that the Thunder would never do this because for the Warriors, I understand how they could value Wiggins because you only need Wiggins to not be Wiggins. You don't need him to be Maple Jordan. You need Andrew Wiggins to be Harrison Barnes. And Andrew Wiggins can totally do that. But the Warriors have to, be, have to be feeling pretty damn good about their chances to get Giannis or to get a big free agent in that offseason. And taking on Chris Paul and taking on Dennis uh, doesn't do that for you, doesn't help you in that area. And you also don't need two point guards if you're the Warriors. And if you're the Thunder, I'm not trading Chris Paul and Dennis, my two best assets this summer to deal and a first-round pick for Andrew Wiggins. I love Andrew Wiggins. I think that he could be something in Oklahoma City if given room to grow and, and no pressures put on him to be Maple Jordan anymore in Oklahoma City. I like Andrew Wiggins. I think that the Warriors, who are trying to trade their first-round pick anyway, and, and Brian Windhorst mentions how much how, how teams are desperate to move off of first-round picks this year uh, with the salary cap shrinking and trying to make money and make room for next free agency. Uh, all of that being said, I think that the Warriors, if they don't want Wiggins and they want to get off that long-term money just to make room and be able to be players in the 2021 free agency class, would do this deal of Adams for Wiggins in the second-round pick. The second round pick is the, is, is the incentive to get off of Wiggins, and Adams is not going to be a player for them. They don't really want Adams as a player, but they do want an expiring contract to move off of that long-term money of Andrew Wiggins. Will it happen? No. I don't think the Thunder will get the second round pick. It's the second overall pick this year. I just don't. Uh, but more likely scenario between the two, I think it's more likely for both sides because the Thunder, again, are not going to give up their two best assets for Andrew Wiggins in the second overall pick in which there's this is a draft where I've mentioned there's a lot of good role players. There's a lot of good starting caliber players. Even at the second overall pick, you're not getting a guy that overhauls your franchise. So you're trading your two biggest assets and a first-round pick for someone who's not going to overhaul your franchise in a long-term contract that you can't move. The incentive for the Warriors to trade for Adams uh, and and give you in return a second round a second overall pick excuse me and Wiggins would be the fact that Adams is an expiring deal it would not be anything Adams has done on the floor it would just be an expiring deal I don't think a deal gets done between Golden State and Oklahoma City I don't think Oklahoma City gets the second overall pick but it's way more likely it happens for an expiring contract than for Chris Paul Dennis a first round pick 
and then you get the second overall pick in Wiggins. Uh, but that'll do it for today's episode. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at LO Thunderpod on Twitter and email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. Again, call in for a voicemail episode, 405-362-7128. We'll see you next week for another week of Locked on Thunder, your only daily Thunder podcast. Be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.